the Didn't Ask for Agony podcast. We take old problems, give some new advice that literally no one asked for. Enjoy! Enjoy! Away in Why is that? <laughs> also, I just pressed well, record. I know. <laughs> I saw that you pressed record. <laughs> And then started singing. Because I know that you'll get to open up this sound clip. <laughs> and it's just going to start. Sabotage. <laughs> this is like last night when we, I went to your show and me and our good friend Simon. Uh, hi, Simon, friend of the pod. Hi, um, She was sat, I felt so bad for her because she was sat closer, right by the speaker. And we both just looked at each other and we were like, we're going to get our fucking eardrums blown out of here. It was, the mic was loud. In that, like, I felt so bad last night afterwards when you told me that. I was like, God, because I told them when they were doing the sound check, and I was like, Look, I'm going to be speaking now, but this isn't my normal volume. Like when I'm on stage, because when I get on stage, I get more excitable. So like, bring it down. Like even if you, because I will start yelling. Yeah. And they were like, Yeah, yeah. And I think he did like a smidge. <laughs> <laughs> I think he went, Oh, this seems like a nice lady. She's probably a nice, well-spoken lady. <laughs> no. No, you got to lower it. I scream. I might as well. Might I have not had the mic, but you know, you know what it is. We like to have the microphone. You feel like oh, I can't not. I had that the other night actually at a gig. I did on Friday night, and I walked on stage, and the clip of me walking on stage because I filmed it. I'm like, th- th- like literally the first. Time, I walk on stage, and I go, "This mic's very loud, isn't it?" <laughs> and but I say it like not into the microphone, and then I was like, "And I'm loud enough," and I take the mic away. And the crowd all laughs and I was like, I'm just going to, I have to hold it, but I'll hold it down here. Yeah. And then as the gig goes on, I sort of forget that I'm not supposed to be holding it that loud. And there's a few quite loud moments. But <laughs> sure, luck, not my I, fault. I just get so excited by a crowd that I'm like... Aah! Yeah, I mean, we obviously fucking love attention. This is why would you stand up comedy, for God's sakes? What are you... What? Hello! Oh, hi, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus of course, this is being recorded, isn't it? We just we just got straight into chat. And we I'm still got the headphones on. I can take these off. <laughs> yeah, well, you said you wanted to... Well, I just wanted to make sure the sound was all right, but yeah. I think it's all right. Yeah, we're good? Yeah, oh. I reckon so. We're so pleased for you. <laughs> for me? Oh, yeah, because I'm going to be the one fucking editing the thing. <laughs> Let me pop that over there. Thank you. Um, no, yes, hello, listeners. Hi, listeners. How are we? You. Yeah, oh, they can't answer us, <laughs> but we know you're out there. Um, <laughs> actually, speaking of listeners, we we do know there's people out there. One because I have had some nice uh, messages again, mm. again. As I say, we love a little bit of validation. Oh, we love it. Send us a fucking message. We love it. But uh, special shout out to Romy. Yeah. Because Romy, again, the shouting, uh, Romy um, messaged our Instagram and has a follow-up from last week's episode. So if anyone was listening to last week's episode, um, one of the problems that uh, I, I, I read out, um, so if you didn't listen, go back and listen, right? Um, but it was about this woman, a man wrote into an, uh, uh, a column about how his wife was like going mad into politics. And Romy seems to have found an article about the woman. Right, this woman who was basically canvassing uh, for this guy named Fox, and it was Fox Forever was being rung around his house, and this guy, basically her husband, was fucking livid. Right, this little <laughs> drip of a fella was absolutely <laughs> raging. But we seem to have found a clip. She sent it in, so it's called the butcher. Oh, sorry, the butcher kissing Duchess. She found like an academic article somewhere. Um, but yeah, the butcher kissing Duchess of Devonshire, between caricature and allegory in 1784. 
So that in the Westminster election of 1784, the charismatic, we knew he was charismatic. We knew he was. Oh no, sorry, this is her. The charismatic and politically astute Georgina, Duchess of Devonshire, took an unprecedented role in the campaign of Charles James Fox, the, quote, man of the people. Oh my God! No wonder the gal was mad for him. So her avid canvassing of voters provoked much outrage, outrage and amusement of her contemporaries while helping assure Fox a narrow victory. Yay! Go on, you bad bitch. <laughs> Winning elections left, right and centre. Um, a tremendous outpouring of pamphlets, essays, prints and ballads debated the Duchess's virtues or impro- uh, improprieties. Oh, yeah, because that was all the kissing, wasn't it? Yeah, well, this is the thing. <laughs> You're like, God, she was just canvassing. Like, what's so rough about that? Uh, and then uh, there was at least 89 different political prints survived from the month of April 1784 alone. <laughs> uh, while, while these have been compelling mystery. Oh, yeah. One curious uh, electionary activity dwarfed all others, appearing more than a dozen times over the course of the Westminster election. The Duchess's supposed penchant for kissing the butchers of Westminster. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently she was specifically kissing butchers. She liked a man with meat. (laughs) Loved a good sausage, did our girl? Thank you, Romy. It was so, oh my God. So I can't believe someone listened and then went and did research. They did more than us. Way more than us. <laughs> Jesus, so much. She put more into our podcast than we have. Well, in fairness, I don't have access to academic articles, but still, yeah. so interesting. So she was a bad bitch. She had articles written about her. What a bit. She was like, I don't know, the Madonna of her day, maybe. <laughs> So nice. So yeah, if you listen or you have any responses, you can always DM our Instagram page. Didn't ask for agony. Yeah. Um, drop us a line there. Um, um, or message us or yell at us. Message us separately either, um, and let us know if you've any follow ups. My my friend did text me to say um, her name is Amy. That was it. <laughs> Into a group chat, and then she said from Little Women, and again didn't make sense. And then the next day, someone was like, what do you mean? Did you meet Florence Pugh? And she was like, oh, no, sorry. In Catherine's podcast, she couldn't remember the character's name. So, you know, it was really great to get input well, from all friends. My mum rang me yesterday. Um, yesterday? Oh, it was before. How was it? No, it was the day before because it was the day before my show. And my show was yesterday. Sorry. Long explanation. But she rang me the day before coming up to see um, eBabe yesterday. Yes. Great and- show, by the way. It was absolutely fucking brilliant. It was Ruby's first outing of her new show. And it was so good. I was so proud of you. <laughs> it was brilliant. Stop it. It really was. Yeah. I don't know how you manage. There's a you have a PowerPoint in it. Yeah. And I just wouldn't be fucking able to like control a PowerPoint and talk at the same time. The first time, because I did a couple of gigs beforehand, just trialing out having a PowerPoint behind me and doing jokes and saying and seeing like how that worked and stuff. And generally, like I would do a click, and then the audience would laugh at something, and I'd be like, "Oh, what are you laughing at?" <laughs> and I would turn and look as well. You did do that at one point yesterday, and it was brilliant. You were like, "What's so funny, guys?" And it's like. Your show review, I think you should know. <laughs> but also to keep track of it all, because you had so many slides. Exactly. I was very proud. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Oh, yeah, what was my mummy care about? Uh, she, she rang me. She said, um, Ruby, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do as Catherine said, and I'm going to deck men in London. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Jan. And I was like, 
what? She's like, yeah, I'm just going to walk into men in London. She did tell me this last night. I was like, no, 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 mum, it's as if men walk into your path. That's what Catherine's doing. She's like, no, no, I think I'm going to, I'm just going to walk into someone. I love that she says deck men as well. So I was like, oh, I don't give men weight. Chance just walk around fucking laying pumps into men. Just like clotheslining them on the streets. And Jan is not a small woman. She's six foot as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. She came up to me last night and she was like, I've got a new term. And I was like, all right, John, what's this? Assuming it was like a craft, right? Because she loves a good craft as your mother. And uh, uh, I mean, she was stood beside your father who was in a shirt and a scarf and I think a hat, all of which her mum had made him, which is adorable. (laughs) Um, But she was like, yeah, I've got a new verb. It's called Higginsing. And I was like, what? She was like, Higginsing. It's where you just walk into men on the street. And I was like, is it? (laughs) It's a new trend, guys. Got to make TikToks of it, okay? But, like, also, this is the same woman who, when I grew up, she got so annoyed because we used to cycle around our hometown a lot. We didn't really use our car. Oh, yeah, shitty Southampton. So we would cycle. I hear Portsmouth's way better. Don't you fucking dare bring that city into this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I was chatting to my mate who was in Portsmouth yesterday and he had a grand all time. No. No. Okay. No. I'm very sorry. I'm going to have to say it. I have to say it because you brought it up. Pompey scum. Right. (laughs) Apparently that's an insult. I wouldn't fucking know. I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know why. It's deep, deep rooted within me. Yeah. That every time I hear Portsmouth, I have to have a little bit of sick in my mouth. Here's the thing that I find mad. You live in Southampton. Ruby grew up in a place called Southampton, uh, which is by the sea. Yeah. Famous Stock City. Right. It's, yeah, loads of docks. There's loads of ships. You cannot physically see the sea. No. Nowhere in the city can you go and see the sea. But in Portsmouth, it's down the road, it's by the sea, you yeah. can? Yeah, you can. You can see the you, sea, so you, it's infinitely better. You can see the sea from one car park. <laughs> it's <laughs> and it's not a nice car park. No, I mean, I haven't been there in a while, but it's because all of the, the, the shoreline got, well, a load of Southampton has reclaimed land, so they just made land over the ocean so that then the docks had like sufficiently deep part of the sea like straight away and then okay. all of that south seafront has been bought by like the docking city and like the, the shipyards and everything so it's all like behind gates and things unless you're getting on the ferry or whatever um yeah so same shite it's mad that you can't like, go swimming anywhere from like my street even like further up from my street like when i walk when i'm like walking the dog and stuff and walking down the streets but you you're not you remember how close you are to the sea because you'll be walking down the street and then all of a sudden you'll just see the top of a cruise liner. And you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Like just over the top of my house. I'll be like, fuck yeah, there's a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. Anyway, what's it saying? Boat. Oh yeah, so my mum, she used to... Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> When we, because when we would cycle around, my mum would get really annoyed about cars getting too close to her. Oh or yeah, like the fair. buses in particular. She's like, yeah. she would know. So I'm about on. One day she she was in the she was in the kitchen. She had these uh pool noodles. You know the the in oh they're like the foam noodles. Yeah, the foam yeah, 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 yeah. Swimming pool. And she was she was cutting out. Basically, what her plan was was to stick them on her handlebars and then put paint on either end. <gasps> No way. Go so, on, Jan. So sh- people would so get would, paint on their cars. It would mark cars that would get too close to cyclists. 
<laughs> what a fucking mess. And I was like, no. <laughs> I hid those pool noodles in the shed because she never goes in the shed. <laughs> like, that is not. What happening. a fucking legend. Chan, you keep decking those men on the street. I'll paint the fucking cars with you. She's dead right. The amount of times I've nearly come up a cropper because I'm on my bike and a fucking car gets way too close. Yeah. She's dead right. We should be marking these cars and decking these men. Right? <laughs> It's John and Catherine's world. You're all just living in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's very silly. That's great. Anyway, how has your week been? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. I'm trying to think, what was I doing with myself this week? Yeah, a mate was over from Ireland. I just ended up on the pints, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mainly. Well, because I'm going out for drinks this weekend. But my... Because? Oh, because it's my birthday. Happy no. birthday. No. That's a not. Don't you dare. I never do anything for my birthday, but I've been coerced. So last year I had a party for the yeah. first time in 17 years. Which was great. Was first time fun. I ever did anything. And it was actually nice. It was nice to see people. It was nice to do something. And then um, this year everyone was like, yeah, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I was like, oh, fuck. Now there's people think I do stuff for my birthday. <laughs> Whereas normally I never do. I just have a Catherine day. I go off, take myself out for the day. It's lovely. Yeah. Um, but I decided this year anyways, where I live, there's some really nice breweries. And I was like, actually, I've never done sort of a day. I always say I'm going to go around the breweries, like do a bit of a, yeah, just a basically a brewery crawl because uh, I love pints. And uh, so I was like, right, I'll just let people know that's what I'll be doing. And whoever wants to join can join. Yeah. Very loose, casual plans. But my housemate's away on a hen do. And then our friend was over from Ireland as well. And he, they were like, well, I'm not going to be here next weekend. And neither of them were. So they were like, why don't we go? We went out for drinks on. They came to my gig on the Friday night mm-hmm. and we ended up out for drinks. And then on the Saturday, they were like, why don't we just go to the brewery for one? Like, be nice to see these breweries. Like, we've never been either. Long story short, <laughs> we didn't go for just one. <laughs> one of those dangerous, like, day drinking turned to night drinking. Yeah. And we just kept being like, sure, it's just research for next weekend. Just <laughs> though, like, next weekend. I probably won't drink as much on my actual birthday. They're always the, they're always the ones, those days yeah. where you're like, Jen, we, we're going for a walk. That was what the whole, actually, the initial plan was that we were going to go for a walk, like a nice walk, because there's a nice sort of nature path near where the breweries are. So we're like, you know, we'll go for a lovely walk and then uh, we'll tip into the brewery just for the one there. Why not? But then it was fucking freezing and we were like, God, it's a bit cold for a walk. Why don't we tip into the brewery first? Next thing you know, it's nine hours later, I'm getting a kebab. (laughs) Like, you know, these things just happen. (laughs) Um, It's like one time me and my best mate Caroline met up Jesus, that was absolutely criminal. We met up for a coffee at three o'clock in the day. Yeah. We got back to her at four in the morning. <laughs> Fucking drunk skunks. You know, how did it, And yeah. when I say like we weren't planning that she'd come from a yoga class. So it was in like leggings and a hoodie. And I had just finished working as a prep chef at the time. So I was like sweaty. I'd been up that morning chopping onions and carrots <laughs> and celery and all. And then we were like, oh yeah, we'll be in the same place at the same time. We'll go for a coffee. And then, yeah, sure, like seven bars, two nightclubs later, we were home. I don't really know. For me, I find the best nights out are always when you've got a backpack with you and you've got stuff that yeah, you shouldn't have with you. you never planned. You're having to try and explain to a doorman, being like, I'm sorry, I don't know why I have this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what's that. Listen, mate, I don't want to be here. You don't want me here. But we're just going to have to move with what's happening at this stage. I once... Um, at a certain age, I'm going to have to fucking catch myself on. <laughs> it was once... I was doing... It was like drinks after work when I worked in the pub. And uh, we managed to persuade... Uh, 
one of my favourite people. We managed to persuade him to come for drinks afterwards. I've told you about Martin before. Sure. Martin. And I've remembered and paid attention. Martin <laughs> um, um, from, uh, like, Essex, uh, manager. Oh, uh, the real geezer guy. The, <laughs> amazing. A proper geezer. Yeah, yeah, So he came with us. He's the guy, he tells, one time he told me it takes him, it takes him two hours and 12 eggs to make the perfect omelette. <laughs> Two hours. No, but like, what the fuck are you doing, man? This man, if he's gonna do something, he's gonna do it properly. So he's like <laughs> slow cooking. He's doing the bacon. He's doing everything. He also has a speaker that goes up to eleven. These kind of things. okay. All right. I love, I love Martin. I love him so much. Uh, one time he told me he was like, Ruby, I knew today was gonna be a bad day because I put on odd socks. And I'm like, <laughs> love that. <laughs> anyway. I love mine, but one time we managed to persuade him to come to drinks after work with us. So it's like late, but we've all just finished work. Yeah. And we got to the security man and he let us in. And he was like, I'm going to have to look in all your bags because he just come from work. So we had our bags. We opened up. And then <laughs> we got to Martin. Martin opened up his bag, which is always, by the way, massive. And he pulls out a full toilet seat. What? <laughs> <laughs> looks at Martin and Martin just shrugs his shoulders the doorman laughs so much Martin drank for free that night <laughs> <laughs> like the barman would just be like show us again show us again <laughs> pull out the toilet seat and you get free drinks it was did he ever explain why he had it nope good man man don't tell him anything right keep them guessing <laughs> I love him I love him I love him absolute mentor <laughs> oh right Ruby do yeah. we have some problems oh yes we do well do we have problems <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen there is isn't enough psychiatric care in the country. <laughs> right. Okay. God love them. They're all on strike. <laughs> They're like, we can't handle this. We're too much. Wait, I gotta find. Oh yes. <laughs> okay. Oh fuck. <laughs> What's going on? Okay. Um. Again, forgive me for my reading. Um. I. I. So I was finding these last night after my show. So it yeah. was like midnight when I was reading. I these. did offer to do these for you because you did your show. But um, I'm looking forward to this one. So this one is um, from the magazine Titbits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not tits and bits, no? <laughs> no, not no, no, no. It's definitely one tit. <laughs> <laughs> the good one. <laughs> Helen Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Barrow, Madam Good Tit. Great show. Everyone go watch it. Uh, so I think it's done. Anyways, <laughs> never mind. Titbits. Um, and it's from... Uh, 1899. 1899. Okay, a good while ago. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I think this is another one where it's he. It isn't the problem. It's all in one paragraph. Okay. So it's the, the problem is mixed into the answer. The reply. Um, and there are some big words in this. Okay. So bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We but, support you. This is a safe space. And it starts off with lexicon, but I think lexicon is the name they're using because they put it in little quotes. Okay, sure, let's say that. Okay. So, lexicon assures us that he is on the highway to fame. (laughs) (laughs) Good, because the ring road's a fucking nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) The lexicon assures us that he's on the highway to fame and fortune. Oh, right. He is very busy perfecting an electric cap (laughs) to be worn on the head, which I was unsure there for a second, (laughs) which he says will have the effect of putting people to sleep. 
oh my God, where is this? No matter how severely they may suffer from insomnia. <gasps> where are you, Lexicon? It's been 130 something odd years. I'm sorry, wait a second. <laughs> I read this last night and I like had an I had an image of how you were going to respond. Okay. Because right now you're responding quite positively. Okay. To a man. I'm a very positive person. I know what you're talking about, Ruby. To a man. A man suggesting that he has a solution for insomnia. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't sound like it went well, but I want to hear what the fuck happened. Also, it's the Victorian era. Right. It's a man playing with electricity that should go on someone's head. Uh, I have a feeling... This creates more problems than it solves. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe this guy was the one who made electric shock therapy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's what it does sound like it at does. this point. It really fucking does. Oh, fuck. Right, wait, go on before I cast my judgment. Anyway, so no matter how they may suffer from insomnia, um, it appears that the apparatus acts by passing an incessant series of shocks along the whole surface of the brain and he is anxious to demonstrate He's anxious to demonstrate its efficiency upon any member of our staff if he were, if we allow him to bring in his invention to these officers. No, no, no. I take it all the fuck back, okay? This is clearly electric shock therapy. He's like, I'll shock your brain so you'll go to, quote, unquote, sleep, just unconscious. He's like, I'll fucking taser you. That's what he's doing. He's like, I will just knock you out with electricity through your brain. This fella must have been killing people. I love Why this. also specifically the newspaper offices? <laughs> what did he think was going on there? <laughs> These people must be up all night, tippity tap, writing on their, on their um, tippity tap, tippity tap. Typewriters? Typewriters. <laughs> <laughs> the tippy tappy things. They're very noisy, so they must not yeah. be able to sleep. I know. <laughs> Let's go give them a zap. <laughs> I'm sure they must appreciate it and would be absolutely jumping on the opportunity. Zap people to sleep. Right, wait, what do they say? Okay. Our staff, to a man... Are, in, are invariably anxious to put themselves to any little inconveniences so long as their ab-agnation ab, ab, results in benefits to any of our readers. Do you want, do you want oh me to have, have a look? such a long sentence. There's not a single comma in that, I swear. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Three lines. Punctuation um, back in yeah. the... Do you give it a read. 19th century. Where are this we? This one here. Our staff. Our staff, to a man, are invariably anxious to put themselves to any little inconvenience so long as their ab... Uh, yeah, abnation... Abnegation. Abnegation? Abnegation results in benefit to any of our readers. Yeah. Okay, so they'll do it if it helps the readers. Yeah. God, what dedicated journalists. Where have they gone? <laughs> <laughs> But like no, I think that was a. Or like I read last night, I was like, that's what that means. That they, they're, sure. they're going. Oh yeah, no, of course, us as this lovely magazine will uh, will experiment and find out things to help our readers and give them the advice. They were the they Instagram need. influencers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were the Kardashians. They're all drinking that tea that makes them shit themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, tits and bits. Inexplicably, as it may seem, however. In this case, when we mentioned the matter to them, there was not a single volunteer. Oh no, <laughs> not even one. Yet, I wonder why. <laughs> what could it be? The consensus of opinion appeared to be that electricity sometimes 
adopts a very forcible means of putting people to sleep. Yeah, yeah. forcible means. You're dead fucking right. <laughs> and it was upon this excuse that they uh, one and all begged to decline the kind. <laughs> begged. Please, please don't make me do it. <laughs> um, offer. Although they were each filled with sincere wishes that you might not find the pathway to fame and fortune a very long one. (laughs) Well, considering I haven't heard of a magic sleep gap (laughs) and I've done my research as an insomniac, uh, I don't think he did make his way to fame and fortune. I think he probably made his way to jail. I think manslaughter, murder in the first, I don't know. But an electronic cap that zaps people to sleep. Yeah. No, don't think that's a thing. What are you saying? (laughs) No, I've... Yeah, I don't see that way. Listen, babes. I'm so sorry. If you want to have fame and fortune, I don't know, sell nudes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. you There's easier ways... There's easier ways. What I love as well is that I reckon whoever invented something like this, right, you always invent things that you find there's a problem for. So this man is probably sleep deprived. (laughs) (laughs) And I can tell you for free, right? We're not the type of people you want running shit with electricity (laughs) at the very least. Okay? But it's like, because like the Victorian era was like big for new inventions and stuff. They did loads of inventing. A lot of like, what do you call them? Oh, shit. What's the name of the inventor? The guy? Thomas Edison? Sure. He did the light bulb, didn't he? Yeah. Well, Let's all say they were Edison wannabes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, that. I mean, they had a lot of things to invent. And so they ordered this and they went a bit mad. I like to imagine, though, when I read this, because they are so nice in putting him down. Yeah. So <laughs> kind. And considering like the other things that I've read when a woman's been like, oh, I've got an idea. And they've gone, oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> Elections, what a slag. <laughs> um, but I do like to imagine this man. Is anyone watching BBC The Apprentice? <laughs> no. <laughs> but this man. Oh, he's like that vibe, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, just being like, I've got a great business idea. <laughs> Fame and fortune, watch out, I'm on the highway. <laughs> he's doing that. Oh, Vox Pop. Sorry, new word I've learned. <laughs> no, he's doing, at the beginning of The Apprentice, they'll um, they'll have like a little shot on them and they'll be like, I'm a demon when it comes to the boardroom. <laughs> I'm a, if I was an animal, I'd be a, a lion and I'm a, a, a big and scary. Whoa. <laughs> they call, I eat the competition. They, they, uh, I'm trying to, they, honestly, they say the maddest things at the start of that show and I love it. But then, oh, the best episode is like when it's down to five people left in the competition. Right. Because like, have you watched The Apprentice? They, I used to watch the Irish version and I remember shit popped off once because a woman and like I don't know how they expected people not to do this in Ireland yeah. but you know they got like sent out into a town where it was like you have to sell loads of this yeah. thing and this woman didn't live that far from the town so just rang her husband <laughs> and was like get everyone to come and buy some shit off me yeah. and so then she won the challenge and everyone was like did you know the people? and I'm like it's Ireland we all know each other <laughs> that's not how you sell that's stuff. just how shit happens man but no, there's a where they'll um, they'll do these weeks of challenges, and you'll start to like love certain people, and then uh, like you see them like that business acumen, and then this last one of these challenges, like right before the final, is that the business plan they brought in at the start and their CV gets presented to all of these like 
top business people and they, right. they rip them apart for their business plans. Ooh. Like because like now... Like a very intense dragon's den. Super intense. Fucking it's so savage. Claude is a babe but the way how they like like I remember one season there was this guy who everyone loved he was really like charming he was so good on challenges really good at coming up with ideas his missus plan won a four piece of paper with a load of logos on it oh my god <laughs> he got ripped a new one anyway he reminds me of him um our problem <laughs> yeah a failed apprentice star yeah god zapping people with a cap yeah I see. <laughs> do you know what I hope he tried it out on himself and then maybe that's why we've heard no more of him Where's invention? Do you have another problem first there, Rubes? Yes, I do. Great. I'm going to read you. Which version am I going to read you? Um, I think I'm going to do... I'm going to do this one. Okay. okay. So this is from the Ladies' Treasury. The Ladies' Treasury. Great. Yeah. yeah. From 1860. 1860. Lovely. Yeah. Another one where it's all in one. So here we go. Nice. So, Mr. Jinx. Oh, <laughs> That's a bad name. I know. Uh... Mr. Jinx tells us that in order to win a young lady of strongly poetical temperament, he, not being a favourite of the muses, got a friend, just from college, to write a sonnet on her beauty, which Mr. Jinx passed off as his own. <sighs> playwright, er, no, not playwright, copyright. Or ghostwriting. Oh, yeah, but that's just like a, an okay way of saying what's the word I'm looking for plagiarism, plagiarism. thank you mm. Jesus I was struggling there for a second um, this is plagiarism well he asked him to do it for him yeah but did he tell the gal well um, no. this is like catfishing back in the day because <laughs> all they had was words all they had was letters someone else is writing those letters and then he's like by the way this is me that's false representation yeah but we Tinder all... swindler <laughs> But Tinder as in like wood. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like <laughs> by the fireplace. But we've all like got a friend to help us send a message. Yes, we have, haven't we, Ruby? Yeah, we have. Who helps you send your little messages? Yep, I do. <laughs> Actually, I did it the other night as well. I'm, I do this a lot for a lot of friends. You do? So yeah, but then I fuck it up myself. But <laughs> do. So, so you're, okay. But Mr. Popples... The poet. Oh, okay, Mr. Popples, the poet. Yeah. Being in great difficulty and having asked Mr. Jinx to lend him £10. Fair. Which te- but £10 in 1860. Yeah, a lot of money. Which would be more money than a town. But he said lend. Yeah, he said lend. So he's like, yo, can you write me a poem? And he, your other man's like, yeah, Grant, any chance you could spot me 100 quid? 200 mm. quid? Oh, I don't really know how much. Something in the region of that? Do you want to look it up? No. No. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> Again, we don't do research. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, but they. It sounds like he wrote the poem for his mate. Yeah. Done. D- just sent it off. And then a little while later, he's gone. Yo, can you lend me? Yeah. Ten quid. Right. And now, so yeah, um, and has meanly threatened Mr. Drinks <sighs> that he will let the lady know no. who the real author of the sonnet is. <laughs> Go on, Mr. Popples. Which has greatly disposed her in favour of Mr. Jinx and her flattery and the and flattery her vanity so much that um, she has had it passed into her album um, and enshrined in a border of gold cupids and shown it to all of her female friends. Of and course, male she admirers. has. 
Of course she has. So she's running around town being like, look at what Mr. Jinx wrote for me. What a babe. She's framed it. She's decorated it. Yeah. It's like, but this is like, if someone's like, I wrote this song for you, baby girl. <laughs> and it's like not their song, right? It's like an old boys to men song. And <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You know yourself. Um, that is this version. And your man is like, right, this girl's fucking head over heels now for you because of me. Spot me the cash or else I'll let her know. This is the thing, if you're going to be a sly dog, you lay down, what is it? You lay down with dogs, you will end up with fleas or whatever else. Um, he, 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 Mr. Jinx started the lion. Yeah. So now Mr. Poppins is like, well, you're a shady character. Let me be shady back. You are the company you keep. It is, I mean, yeah, it's just unraveled for him. He, yeah, he, I mean, absolute shit show for Jinx. This is, this is like classic. Do you know what he's done? Yeah. He's jinxed it. Oh! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my God, I never knew you could make that noise. What? I'm going to ask you to make that noise so much more now. I can make this noise because my mates, it, we used to do it in Edinburgh a lot. Ellie and Maddie, who yeah. I used to produce with, shout out, objectively funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, don't you try. You've done enough bad signs on this. Go on. All right. Um, but no, this is like classic start of a rom-com kind of vibe. Isn't yeah, it, it is. It starts off with a very inner small, like a small lie that yeah. he's doing to try and make it he's better. He's like, I just love her. And it is just spiraled out of control. Liar, anyway. liar. Um, but yeah, Mr. Jinx says he does not know what to do. He cannot bear to part with either his money or his fame um, to say nothing of the lady's favour. Okay, so he's got fame off this as well. Yeah. This is like he's put out a song that's a, that is someone else's and he's proper taking credit for it. So all the other bitches around, even if she was like, no, then everyone, all these other girls are like fawning over it yeah. as well. All the lads are getting credit for it. Just give him, firstly, it says lend him the cash. But also, if it's, I don't know, if he's got the cash, give it. I don't know. It slightly bothers me the order. Like I know they wrote this and not he wrote this one, but it bothers me the order that he's they've put that in, that they've gone money, oh, yeah. fame, fame, and then the woman, and then the woman. I don't think you care that much. Well, no. Do you know what I reckon? He was like, oh, she's such a babe. I can't get her. Word of this thing. And now this this poet, or uh, this poem rather, has done wonders. So now he's like actually famous. And he's like, oh, he's lost sight of the reason he did it in the first place. This is so rom com. He need, he's going to get exposed. I reckon the lie will come out. So why doesn't he confess himself? Everyone will hate him. And then he'll be like, I just did it because I loved you. Okay, no, but the rom-com, how would it end? It would go, it would go that he would get exposed. Yeah. Then everyone would turn, shun him. And he'd like be like down in the dumps and no one would like look at him anymore. And oh my God. Like, oh, no. then what? And then he's like, I, I don't know. She won't listen to me. She won't talk to me. So he's like, I'm going to have to write her a letter. And then he writes her something himself. And it's better than the first poem. Yeah. Mr. Jinx did it! <laughs> Can't believe we're rooting for the man. I know, yeah. Although it's man, other man. Yeah. Woman, woman, leave him. Woman becomes her own poet. Woman starts writing herself poetry. Well, no, she hasn't shown poetry, but maybe maybe this gold embroidery, this gold cupids and border that she's done around it. Is so oh my God, good. maybe she starts an Etsy shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Out of heartbreak. So wait, what would you advise for him to do. I'm advising Jinxie. Come clean. Come clean. Yeah. Ah. Or don't. Either pay your man off <laughs> or come clean. I don't know. I don't really give his this I don't really give a shit. Um 
I can't seem to care about this man. I can't seem to muster up the courage to uh, care about his problems. I reckon, I mean, if I'm being sensible, yeah. I would say, come clean, your lies get caught out. Like, the other thing is uh, propose to your one. Get her to agree. Trap her. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because here's the thing, it'll turn into a great day. I'm expecting Mr. What's his name? Popplewell or something? Popple? Popple. Popple. Storm the wedding. He's going to come in. Boom. (gasps) Speak now or forever hold your peace. Boom. I've got something to say. (gasps) Whole town gasps. (laughs) Popple's there at the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. Mr. Popple. Uh, No, she doesn't know his name. He didn't write to her. She doesn't know him. Wait, who are you? (laughs) He's no one. I've never seen this man before in my life. I wrote you that poem. <gasps> Gasp. Oh my gosh, room. do you love me? No, I just want some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon that's uh, that's what I'd like to see happen. Merchant of Chaos. <laughs> trap the woman. <laughs> you say trap the woman. Do you want our advice? What? Uh, paint out Mr. Popple as a, as a madman. <laughs> as a madman. As a madman. As a madman. <laughs> right? Right? Because then, because the thing is, even if he did pay him the money, the next time he needs money again, he'll just come He'll just come back to you again. Yeah, say, it will gonna, continue. It. So you need to eliminate Mr. Popple. You want him to kill Mr. Popple? Not kill, but... Ruby, <laughs> you said eliminate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like how you eliminate people from The Apprentice. You go, goodbye. Why is everything coming back to The Apprentice with you today? I don't know. Callbacks. Um, <laughs> but, so, yeah, because then, because he's going to come forward. So, eventually, he will come forward and say it. But if you can get him to, when he comes forward and say it, that no one trusts him, like, it's naughty. So, you're like, go in on Papa's reputation. Yeah, it's naughty. It's a naughty advice. Yeah. Because I know well, Papa went to college, didn't he? He's, like, smart. Yeah, but lots of people go to college. They right? go mad. They're not necessarily smart. They're not necessarily so take a shit. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> but so, because at the moment, yeah, you're in a predicament. Either if you want to do like this completely good, lawful, good, neutral thing, whatever, is you just come clean. Yeah. You know? But I can write and then try and write your own poem that shows your true God, feelings. There's nothing worse than bad poetry, though. Fucking hell. Yeah. It's real. Like if a guy wrote you a nice poem. You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wrote your bad poem, ick immediately. Yeah. Immediate ick. But don't... And don't. in modern day, just to clarify for any men listening, any poetry is immediate ick. <laughs> any poetry is immediate ick. Yeah. If any of my mates was like, he wrote me a poem, I'd be like, out. Get out. <laughs> Run while you can. Right? Poetry and acoustic guitars, no. We don't do it anymore. I, I don't understand poetry myself. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a point when it, I, I know other people talk about this, but I, I remember there was a point where I stopped rhyming and I'm like, how is this a poem? And yeah. it's just a paragraph. <laughs> yeah. I, never, I never, I never. I understood. am a pentameter means now to me, right? I think to me, poetry is just something that doesn't fully make sense the first time I read it. But that's most. I like I poetry. This thing, I actually like, it's like I like acoustic guitars. I like music. I like poetry. If anyone just was like, I did, I did this for you. I'd be like, absolutely fuck off. This is fraudulent. Yeah. But, I don't want anyone to ever be that sincere around me, ever. <laughs> right? It's like, it's when it's bad, it's that really level of, bad. That level of exposure or vulnerability, I'd be like, listen, put yourself together there. <laughs> right? Get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do wrong. I think this is coming out near to Valentine's Day. So yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 probably. Um... 
Oh, no, what was I saying? It was the poetry. Oh, no, yeah. So, like, everything needs to come super clean and, like, just say and be honest. And then, like, try and write your own poem, but, like, honesty with your feelings and the truth of, like, how you know her and how you've met her. And even if it's a bit shit, the fact that you've tried, hopefully she'll be able to see through. Okay. Sure. Like, that is, like, otherwise, that's, like, the clean way of getting out of this. Otherwise, if you're not looking to be clean and you want to keep up some of the lie... Ruin Mr. Poppywell's reputation. I think that's the better half of your advice. Ruin <laughs> Poppywell's reputation or trap her in a marriage, have a dramatic wedding. That's what I'd say. Um, how are we doing on time? Do we have time for one quick one well, I was going to read one? you the, um, how it finished off. Oh, shite, yeah, finish that. Yeah. Sorry, God. So we advised, we advised him to lend Mr. Popperwell his £10, binding him to never allude to the subject again, and warned by this terrible dilemma of the dangers of deception to give up... Uh, strutting around in borrowed plumes. Yes. See, you shouldn't have made such a big deal about it if it wasn't yours in the first place. You made your bed, you have to lay in it. They say give him the money. Yeah. I reckon, yeah, I reckon so. But I don't believe that if you go, oh, here's the 10 quid. Now don't ask me about this again. He's going to be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's got you on a hook. (laughs) He's got you on the hook. Yeah. Okay, so the last one, this is from the weekly magazine, 1859. (sighs) Nice. Um, Oh, how would I say this word? This is the name. Uh, Karina. Karina. So, Karina is a bride and a poetess. <gasps> so we've got a, a poet. Another here. poet. Yes, but this time the poet is a lady. Yeah, imagine. Is she able to write? <laughs> Does she know how to read? Well, she wrote in her problem, unless she just yelled it down the street. <laughs> <laughs> just town cried it in the window. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Bride and a poetess. Um, she says her husband uh, grumbles now at her devotion to the muses, which, as a lover, he admired. Ah, oh, classic. Go on. Uh, she says she only just let the fire out while writing. So she uh, she <laughs> she says she only just let the fire out while writing an ode to the sun. And just forgot to order dinner while she was finishing another sonnet on wedded love. (laughs) (laughs) And that... Karina's a a fucking fairy. (laughs) And that a first quarrel was the result. Oh, no, Karina, babes. She's like, this guy married like... He's like freezing and starving. And she's like, but look at the sun. (laughs) He married a a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, manic pixie dream girl. Floating through like the house, just finding like those like spotlights of sun where the sun beams in and like staring out while like the whole house is falling apart around He was like, this looked great, but uh, can I eat? (laughs) This seems like nice conceptually, but also in practicality. But this is true for men. Men will often see a woman, right, or meet women, and they'll be like, oh, my God, she's so amazing and great. And then they won't ever, like, think of, like, the practicalities of it. Like, even men I know, and this has happened with friends of mine who are, like, brilliant, passionate, smart, creative people. And so, obviously, you have, like, loads of shit going on. And then men are like, oh, but you never, you you never make time for me. Fuck off. You, you, she's got loads of things going on, which is the reason that you said you you loved her in the first place. Like, if you don't, I came up with this line for my friend, right? She was in this situation. I think it's one of the greatest lines I've ever come up with. (laughs) I'm going to share it with you guys. What's that? I'm just hearing some tooting of a horn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pat on, uh, you high-fived yourself last week. (laughs) There, from me too now, right? I said, I was like, listen, right, men think that they want a woman who's going to set their world on fire, but then they bitch and moan if they get burnt. (laughs) They do. You don't get to be with the type of person 
who set your world on fire and then be like, oh, but it's a little bit hot and singy. I just want it nice and cool and temperate in here. No, right? You want you want to dance with the fire. You're going to get a little bit singed, but also your life, your life will be in flames in a good way, not in like tattered. Okay, Although the, maybe tattered. The metaphor started amazing. Yeah, you yeah, I've, I've lost it now. <laughs> Fuck it, I should have ended it there. <laughs> But yeah, this is what I mean. You want to be with a girl who's like verbose about poetry, get a fucking cook and get get a maid to do the fires, right? Because she's busy. She's busy away with the absolute fairies and being in love and being romantic and being verbose. I just, I do love it. Because so, when you when I first read that line, it was that thing of being like, what? No, you need to let her like follow her passions. She yeah, yeah, yeah. Else to, but then she's like, no, yeah, I just accidentally forgot about food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Karina's got ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) So, Karina asked our advice. Here it is. Beware of a second. Your duty first now is to your husband. No wife should have a soul above buttons, which means above sewing them on. (laughs) Wait, so the main thing she should do is sew fucking buttons on to things? (laughs) Christ alive. Nor should she ignore the fact that the man's heart lies very near his stomach. <laughs> and that, like they're genuinely anatomically different, are they? <laughs> and that a cold muttons dampen the flame of wedded love. Oh, don't let them tame you, Karina. No, you stay don't. mad. <laughs> stay floating around and writing yeah, your pills. Just in a wispy white night game, just over the glens and the gales. If anything, do what they said, but sew buttons onto absolutely everything. Sew them onto like a thread and hang them off a tree. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, be your own woman. Be your own. You. Sew them onto the mutton and then stick it in the oven. See who he likes that. Right? Just get it all out, space. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Weaponize your incompetence. That's what I say, Karina. That's what I reckon. But yeah, we had two poet ones this week. Two poetries. I quite, I quite like those two poet ones. Yeah. Nice. nice quite yin and yangs. Yeah. Um, I think that's us then. Yeah. Um, I want to say thanks again to everybody uh, listening. Yes. Um, Ruby had a great show. Do you have more shows coming up? Are you in I Leicester? Do. The next one is Leicester. So I don't know if anyone. Oh well, you've got family. In I've Leicester. got family in Leicester. <laughs> there better be some fuckers in Leicester listening. All right. <laughs> Hi, Auntie Joe. <laughs> she doesn't know how to work. But it's a free show in Leicester, and then there'll be other shows of it coming up. Uh, I've done a couple other festivals, and I should get another London date in as well. Very nice. I have a London date coming up in oh fuck, what's you the said date? It's end of March the thirtieth, I think. Yeah. It's a Thursday. Anyways, I'll check. Whenever we'll, the last we'll Thursday we'll is. We'll put them in our link tree. They'll be there. There's that show on. Um, so come see us performing if you're around at all because uh, we're working out new material and things. Yeah. But otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Oh, and thank you very much to 21 Soho. Laughing Around Productions at 21 Soho. And thank you very much. Uh, like, listen, subscribe, tell your friends and have a nice week. We love you. Bye. Bye.